when I worked for HP, there was no goal, and there was er and everything was certain. And, and I, I'm just thinking about it right now, but that was the reality back then. That's why I, I was a walking dead. Yes. There was at least for me. I need I need to have uh, something to aim for, and I need to wake up in the morning knowing that I need to solve something. I need to challenge myself with something. Be true to yourself, because when you start masking it with whatever bullshit. <laughs> uh, the chances that something good will come out of it is so low, it's zero actually. Welcome to 14 Minutes of SaaS, the show where you can listen to the stories and opinions of founders of the world's most remarkable SaaS scale-ups. episode 110 of 14 Minutes of SaaS, the fourth in our four-part series with Ilan. The last, we continue to explore the Trip Action's journey and how in the last decade of his life, Ilan has had a kind of awakening that has propelled him to seek out, embrace, and even crave hard questions, hard challenges, and big opportunities. Because what we do, we apply a lot of learnings on the data. So if you run a search for a flight, you'll get five, six, seven hundred results. Wow. What we managed to do using, using a lot of data that we have and machine learning, mm -hmm. we managed to narrow it down, those 500 results, to 10. And in 94% of the cases, you will book one of these 10. So in 94% of the cases, I can just give you 10 results. That's it. Wow. You don't need to filter. You don't need to sort. You don't need to rerun the search. Yeah. You just pick one of the, and, and it's interesting, the, the first result. And there's a lot of human repetition in that. Yes. I mean, I'm very efficient at booking itineraries, but I'm still super inefficient yeah. compared to what I could be yeah. if my computer could remember all the stuff exactly. that it needs to remember about me. And that's what you And you know, I, I was, I was uh, against machine learning, not against, but I'm like, machine learning will, will not prove any value. That was my assumption. But when we thought about, you know, how can we sort the results in a way that will make sense to the traveler. And then I put myself in the shoes of a traveler, and I fly, let's say, you know, this airline or the other airline, and I started with domestic flights. It's not that complicated to predict what will be relevant for you. And then I said, okay, if I can predict pretty accurately, it was like, I think in the 70 to 80% of the, of, of the time, you would end up booking one of the first 10 results that mm -hmm. I curated to you. It was personalized, so I knew your clubs and, and your age and your seniority and a bunch of stuff. But in the end, it was hard-coded. Then I, th I thought, you know, if there is a way to dynamically change it and fine-tune it for you, fine-tune it based on what's available, fine-tune it based on things that do change, it would be fantastic. I could optimize it, but, you know, I don't want to change the program every day or five times a day. So, and I'm like, okay, this could be... Uh, a great opportunity to apply machine learning. Better, to, better to train the machine because the machine better to train the machine. The machine then can 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 learn from everybody else as opposed to everybody else training exactly. themselves. Exactly. Yeah. And so when we use that, we we immediately saw like ten percent improvement from that was a year ago or a year and a half ago. Today it's like uh, this is what we use. So all of our sorting is uh, driven by machine learning, and it's as I said, 94 percent of the cases you do not need to see more than ten results. And the beauty is your data rich. 
Yes. You have you have mass so you're yes. you have massive data. So the learnings are not only personal, the learnings are fundamental and can be predictive uh, and can improve the ability to to do the, the so there's there's just layers of advantages to now to, it's to the just way like you know it. it's a it's like a good a real estate investment you know it gets better <laughs> and better over time it appreciates we onboard new customers uh, globally the system learns more and more and you know now we, we see like the the move from seventy percent accuracy to ninety was mm. it took maybe two months That's amazing. Uh, two or three months. But the move from 90 to 91, 91 to 92, this took way, way more. So like, but, but it keeps going up. So now it's at 94%. And obviously, we do not yeah. invest anything. It's, it's just feeding more data. It's just incredible. We recalculate the model, um, I think, twice a month. So you figured out the model. You figured out the single most important part of your business in many, in many senses. But you've taken on 250 million at a valuation, I believe, of four billion, yeah. which is an eight point three three percent stake in 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 your business, which is a phenomenal valuation. Yeah, um, and that's partly because you you figured out something that is extremely valuable uh, and getting more valuable by the second and proving its value. And um, so, have you taken on that money primarily to scale the manpower you need to grow this uh, to grow this spaceship? Because um, I presume that's where that's where, where a lot of it's going. Why to take why can't why take on so much so much I mean, money? I mean, you could have got 125 for uh, four points. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. So why why 250? First, my dad told me that when I was a kid, if you can get money, take it. So <laughs> so that's my dad's. Uh, but but being a bit more uh, a bit less shallow. So the story was when we launched the product six months uh, after inception. We started to have customers, pre-pre-alpha. So it was friends and, and family and friends of investors. And but the thing is, you know, the, you use it to book your travel and to travel with it. It needs to work. We were really appreciative of the fact that they, they used us, you know, these first 10 customers. Mm. What we realized six months later, when the product was way more mature and way more complete, we realized that, uh, and we were ready for uh, launching it, the first GA, about a year after inception. We realized that, and I remember this moment that Ari and I talked, and he said, not even a single customer left us from the pre-pre-alpha days. Huh, the product was so naked, so, so uh, bare, bare bones. Yeah. No one left us. And then we started to realize that we, what we have has an amazing product market fit. Like this product Which fits everything. the market unbelievably well. So now I'm going back to, to your question. Three years after, it still, uh, it still happens. So we barely have churn. We, we, now we slow down, but we used to grow up until a few months ago, 20 to 25% month over month. And uh, yeah, so in the early days, the numbers were low, but small, but now the numbers are huge. It's, it's in the hundreds of millions of yeah. dollars. Yeah, yeah. And now it's, uh, I would say, 15% month over month. Still huge. So now we are sitting, we, we have this product that customers really, really want. They want it because it, create, it creates real value. Yeah. They're willing to pay for it. They stay with it. 
the market is endless. We spoke about the size of the market. It's endless. You, 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 know, you do not see the ceiling, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So why don't you put like, you know, a lot of fuel and go for it? You know, so obviously my co-founder and I, you know, we see this opportunity and we want to move fast, but it was also the investors that had to write the check in the end that saw the opportunity and sen- then we all said, you know, let's, let's move really fast. Let's make sure that we are not blocked by anything. So if we, this money gives us a lot of flexibility to do what it takes to move forward and, you know, have... Everything turns into a land grab eventually. It, it starts yes. off with being unique, but eventually, because if, the, if you're creating value and it's, it's out there invisible, yeah. others will want to do the same. And, you want and, to explain, and rightly so. You want to explain so. globally, right? It's uh, Absolutely. open offices all over the world and hire people. It, it's like, it's, it's expensive. And the real onboarding today, I mean, Des Trainer, who's a co-founder of Intercom, particularly on, on, the, on the SAS Monster stage here, actually, he said that, you know, modern onboarding is not getting people to decide that they'll sign up, that they'll pay those initial dollars because they're not buying software. Exactly. They're paying a rental. Real onboarding is the onboarding of customers that you're making successful, that get real value, that are going to stay. And if you can show investors that that's exactly what you're onboarding, even if at one point in time it's nowhere near what it's going to be in the future, if you can show that pattern, uh, I think that's a a massive multiple on your valuation. Absolutely. What drives you in life? I think that the one thing that that, um, keeps me awake is the is the mix of a goal and uncertainty. When I worked for HP, there was no goal, and there was er- and everything was certain. And, and I, I'm just thinking about it right now. But that was the reality back then. That's why I, I was a walking dead. Yes. There was at least for me. I need I need to have uh, something to aim for, and I need to wake up in the morning knowing that I need to solve something. I need to challenge myself with something. I think uh, that's also in, in my personal life. It has not, it's not just about trip actions. Can I ask you your age, Elon? I'm 40, I'll, I'm gonna be 46 in the end of the year. Yeah, you're, yeah, actually you're next young. Week, next you're, week. You're young. So you woke up and felt like the walking dead at the fairly young age, to be honest, of yeah. 39. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you've completely changed your life since that. Yes, I, even before that, it was, uh, it was before that. It was like 36, seven. Uh, and it's something that I, I remember it so vividly. So is my co-founder. It's in, we are very different in many ways, but we are very similar in other ways. You're philosophically uh, similar, but you're wired differently. Yes, we totally. I, I definitely feel like I'm wired differently. But you uh, are. I had a chat yeah. with him yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so you know. So yeah, we are wired differently. But I don't know what it was, maybe the, the house that we grew up at, I, the house that I came from was with no means. Yeah. And for me, it was always I was chasing something. And I think I will forever have to keep chasing something. Same, same in my personal life. You know, I, I really wanted to play the piano. And one day I just bought a piano. And, and today, and what I realized, I can play what I, what I hear. That's great. And now I keep challenging myself more and more. So I, there is one more dimension of uh, me when I wake up in the morning that I challenge myself. And it's, a, it's a, an active thing in my life. Like it's, I hear a song in the radio and I'm thinking, how could I play it? Um, and when you play it's a way of being. <laughs> and when you play piano, when you play something you already know, 
do you get ideas? Is, that, are there, is there anything you do in your life that frees your mind up and tends to bring ideas? Uh, there, is, there, is a, there is no week that goes by without me playing the piano. There is many weeks that I play every day. But there is, there is days that I come back destroyed from work, destroyed. And I would, uh, I would play for three hours. It started when I was a kid. My dad got me this tiny synthesizer. Like, uh, it's, uh, what is it? It's like uh, 30 centimeters. And I started to play with that. And it, I don't know, I got hooked. I never had a piano in my life or any other instrument. Just as a kid, I had this thing. And then later on, I, I, uh, I got a piano, but it was all related to this tiny thing that my father got me. <laughs> and that I'm so thankful that he exposed me to that. But again, even there, it's curiosity. I was curious about it. I was really curious about it. So I explored and explored. It's just like, I think you have the similar thing when it comes to languages and probably other things as well. But when you have the curiosity, sky's the limit. I totally agree. Last question for you, Ilan. Um, for anyone thinking of moving into an entrepreneurial position or co-founding a company, what sort of advice would you give that person? The, the thing is, you know, you can, you can wake up and say, hey, I have this amazing idea, and you kind of fall in love with it. There is a moment when you look in the mirror and, and you, you kind of know that it's not the best idea. <laughs> and then drop it, you know, like stay true to yourself. Have, have, find the, the guiding star, like the, the no star for yourself and stick to it all the time, no matter what. And it's before raising money, it's after raising money, it's when you are a um, $60 million valuation or $5 billion valuation. Stick to your North Star all the time. Yes. All the time. One example is wh when, we were, when we just started, we, had, we could onboard a huge customer. Huge. And we decided not to do it. Like, having this customer w w meant so much to us back then, to the company. But it was so that we were so not ready for this, really for this customer. It basically would have turned us from being a product company into being a contracting company, ah. building a product for a customer. You, you would have been completely bent out of shape. Completely, it's a common problem. Yeah, it's a common problem, and you, you resisted. And we said no, and it was not even a, it was no dilemma. So I think you know if if you always be true to yourself, if something does not go well, if you get a negative feedback, listen to it. Look at it, be true to yourself, because when you start masking it with whatever bullshit, <laughs> uh, the chances that something good will come out of it is so low, it's zero actually. So be, be very confident and you know it takes time to come up with an idea in the right time, you know, that, that could uh, you know, materialize into something beautiful. It, it, just, it is rare, yeah. but it, if you keep looking, you'll find it. Yep. So, um, so don't, don't hold on to the first idea or the second that you think, uh, you know, explore. But if you see that it's not that or the market is not big, drop it. You'll find something else. I think it's really important. So be as constant as the northern star and uh, do your best to be as self-aware and as, as open and, and, and honest with yourself and listen. Yeah, uh, and be yourself. Don't, don't don't act as what you what you think people expect you to in this market. Exactly. There's a ton of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Just be yourself. Stick to that, and that that's where the beautiful things happen. Don't don't uh, you know? I think it's really important. Absolutely, it's really important. Be authentic. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Thank you very much, Ilan Twig, for being on 14 Minutes of SaaS. Thanks so much. It was a Thanks pleasure. Thanks so a pleasure. In the next episode 111 of 14 Minutes of SaaS, we stay in the Web Summit and we have a one-episode interview with CapDesk CEO and founder Christian Gabriel. CapDesk is a SaaS platform to help private companies manage equity with a lot less headaches. Founded in Copenhagen, it's HQ'd in London and its employees are divided fairly equally between these two wonderful cities. And in this troubled age of COVID-19, they've just raised another £3 million sterling. You've been listening to 14 Minutes of SaaS. Thanks to Mike Quill for his creativity and problem-solving skills, to Ketsu for the music, and to Anders Getz for the transcript. This episode was brought to you by me, Stephen Cummins. If you enjoyed the podcast, please don't forget to share it with your network, subscribe to the series, and of course, give the show a rating.